Hey there, this is Lee Billings. And Clara Moskowitz. We're Scientific American Senior Space Editors. Today we kick off... We launch... Right, we launch. Gotta stay true to our roots. A new Science Quickly series. We're calling it Cosmos Quickly. Every episode will take you on a skyward journey. Into space. To explore what we know and what we're just learning about the universe we all live in. Today, in our inaugural episode, we'll start off with Space Force. That's right. We sat down with Lieutenant General Nina Armagno, the Director of Staff for the United States Space Force. Welcome, Lieutenant General. Thanks for being here. So can we start off with a very basic question? What is the Space Force? The Space Force is a service, just like the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine Corps. Um, We are the newest service uh, for the United States of America, and we were established on December 20th of 2019. The United States Space Force organizes, trains, and equips guardians so that guardians may conduct space operations for the good of our nation. Now, to some people, the Space Force sounds, well, Kind of funny? Uh, like like something out of science fiction. I mean, pretty quickly after then-President Trump announced you all, pop culture kind of jumped on your story. Sure. You mean Netflix? Yeah, that series starring Steve Carell. POTUS wants complete space dominance. To that end, the president is creating a new branch, Space Force, <laughs> which Mark will run. What? <laughs> Netflix... Uh... Actually, it was it was funny. Um, I thought it was funny. The first couple of episodes, I thought were hilarious, and uh, I hate to say it, but it, you know, it just made fun of the Coast Guard actually more than it made fun of the Space Force. And to show the rivalry between the Air Force and the Space Force, I thought was just hilarious, because the truth is, uh, we came out of the Air Force. And we rely on the Air Force for many, many, many things still. I mean, it's a, it's a true uh, partnership underneath the Department of the Air Force. And um, in the Pentagon, every service has a corridor. And in the Space Force corridor, we actually have a section on humor uh, because there's uh, not only the Netflix series, but there was also a Ben & Jerry's ice cream called Boots on the Moon. And I think there's still one tiny carton uh, hanging around the Pentagon somewhere. Well, it's good to know the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, I mean the Guardians, have a good sense of humor. (laughs) But uh, back to reality, how big a deal is the Space Force? Um, uh, We've been doing space operations for decades. I, I just, I wanna make that clear, that just because we have a new service doesn't mean that all of a sudden the United States is active in space. We've been active for decades. And in fact, when we were first established in 2019, and then into into January of 2020, the line of funding that we were already using was carved out and given to the Space Force. Roughly about, um, probably 18 billion at that time. It is a lot of money, but it's 10% of the Air Force budget. And it was only about 2% of the DOD budget. Fast forward to just this week, 
the president's budget request that was sent to Congress asks for 30 billion for the United States Space Force. And so it's, you know, it's almost a doubling of request, but I think what that shows is the importance of what we're trying to do. We're not simply continuing to provide the, the best services from the space domain. We also now have to protect and defend the space domain. And that is a large undertaking. That is why the Space Force was established. Because all joking aside, Russia and China are threatening our capabilities. They're, they're building um, capabilities that can threaten our systems in space. And we need to be able to protect, defend, and continue to operate through so that in a future conflict, crisis, or even war, our forces in every other domain, air, land, sea, undersea, can still get the, the exquisite data that they currently get from the space domain. What would it actually mean to go to war in space? Well, a, a war in space would be devastating because it would probably destroy the very domain itself. And so, you know, the world as we know it would be very, very different. Yikes. And what would it mean for regular people down on Earth if we did lose some of those capabilities in space? I mean, you know, today, uh, especially in, in modern American life, we benefit from that timing signal from the GPS constellation. That that uh, that timing signal runs everything from, uh, you know, p the power that we're enjoying uh, to, you know, the, the blue dot on your cell phone. I mean, that, that timing signal is everything, uh, not to mention the, the positioning and uh, navigation that GPS provides free to the world. A war in space could, at the, at the low end, disrupt those services. At the high end, it could be destroyed completely and potentially for a very, very long time. Debris lasts in space forever. Uh, so I, I don't even want to put a year on it. It would be decades. I think we take it all for granted. I, I really do. Do you? Oh, no. Oh, no, I don't. Years ago, if something went wrong with a GPS satellite, for example, the the checklist step said, call the engineer. Because the engineer, it, you know, it, it must have been some kind of an electronic or, you know, system snafu. Today, the first thought by guardians is, this might be nefarious. This might be the beginning of an attack. Walk us through what would happen then if there was a nefarious action in space. What could an adversary do? An actor could uh, attack us by cyber. Uh, there are ground-based jamming capabilities that Russia and China have, ground-based laser dazzler uh, capabilities that they have. They have ground-based missiles, the uh, anti-satellite uh, weapons that they have both demonstrated. China in 2007, uh, creating the thousands of pieces of debris, and then Russia in, back in uh, 2021 in November, 
another anti-satellite test. Um, in both cases, these countries are taking out defunct, uh, their own defunct satellites, but creating thousands of pieces of debris irresponsibly. Hold up a second. What's a laser dazzler? It's a ground-based laser. And some satellites uh, have very sensitive optics on them. And uh, a laser can, so a dazzler doesn't damage. So it, it, it kind of pulses the laser. It doesn't damage the optics. Um, but a stronger laser, which they're working on, um, could damage not only you know the sensitive optics, but could also take out a solar array. So th th these um, capabilities are are real. I mean, they they already exist. So the scariest prospect in any kind of war is nuclear weapons. What role does the space force play in protecting against nuclear war? Nuclear triad. The United States Space Force is essential to the nuclear triad. That's the combined U.S. land, sea, and air nuclear arsenal. We provide the missile warning and also the satellite communications for, that will warn our nation of nuclear attack. It will allow communications um, for the President of the United States so that when he makes his decisions on uh, nuclear response, that information will go over our satellite communication systems in space that the United States Space Force operates. So we are essentially, this is why we call our missile warning satellites and our SATCOM satellites high value assets. Let's say there was a nuclear attack. What does Space Force do then? If the United States was attacked by a nuclear force, we would know first because those missile warning sensors are uh, constantly staring. They actually stare across the entire globe and they're looking for infrared. So the plume of an intercontinental ballistic missile is pretty large and it will be uh, detected first by the United States Space Force and the, the assets we have in orbit. They are definitely strategically pointed over uh, Russian um, you know, fields, ICBM fields, and also China, as China is growing their nuclear capabilities as well. What kind of capabilities do Russia and China actually have right now? Uh, Russia, uh, definitely back in the Cold War, had a, a you know, very, very capable spacecraft, very capable. Um, over time, those capabilities have uh, waned a little bit, but they are still um, an acute threat, I would say. Uh, China is uh, growing quickly and uh, developing every uh, kind of space capability that um, that we have, and so they're they're certainly working on their missile warning constellation. We should not be worried about a nuclear exchange. Um, that is. You know, any nation that has nuclear weapons knows that that is existential. Now, Russia has been talking about using tactical nuclear weapons. They, they've written about it. They've talked publicly about using them uh, during a conventional fight. And time and again, the United States says, oh, no, that's a red line. That is a red line. 
Um, there's a nuclear taboo that responsible nuclear armed countries abide by, and uh, that is the best deterrent. That, that taboo that thou shalt not use a nuclear weapon, not even in a, a, a tactical manner, which makes it sound like it's not as devastating, but uh, nuclear weapons are devastating. And, and that, that taboo still exists. That red line is still very bright. So, Lieutenant General, you mentioned deterrence. How do you successfully calculate what's going to deter a nuclear attack? Deterrence is really in the mind of the adversary. The idea is to be so strong that your adversary says, not today. Every time they wake up, oh, should I strike the United States? Not today. Because the United States is, our strength is a deterrent. Well, thank you, Lieutenant General Armagno. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you. Great to be here. And thank you for listening to Cosmos Quickly. We've got a lot more coming soon on everything you wanted to know about space, but were afraid to ask. Science Quickly is produced by Jeff Delvisio, Tulika Bose, and Kelso Harper. We had special production help on this episode from Du Lin Tu and Nina Berman. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more science news, go to scientificamerican.com.